0: Today on CityCast Denver, Family Theater Company is unique, not just because it's been running in Denver for more than 30 years, or that it's won countless local and national theater awards, but because it makes space for actors and crew members with disabilities, something that is unfortunately all too rare in the theater world. I'm a
1: different entity. I don't look like everybody else. I don't show up in the space like everybody else. I don't move like everybody else. And sometimes the assumption when folks see my chair is that I won't be able to do things before they assume that I will be able to do things.
0: Regan Linton is an actor, director, advocate, and one of the filmmakers behind the new documentary, Imperfect. The film, which won the Audience Award for Best Documentary Feature at last year's Denver Film Fest, follows Family Theatre Company through their 2019 production of Chicago, when Regan was Family's artistic director. Starting today, you can watch Imperfect online as part of this year's Slamdance Film Festival. Today is Thursday, January 27th, 2022. I'm Bree Davies, and this is CityCast Denver. Reagan Linton, welcome to CityCast Denver. Thank you. Regan, you describe Family Theater Company as a disability affirmative organization. What does disability affirmative mean?
1: So we coined that term a few years ago because we were trying to capture that, you know, family as a company um, tries to remove all the barriers that get in the way uh, whether they be environmental barriers, whether they be attitudinal barriers for artists with disabilities. And um, and rather than just, you know, it's not just a, an accessible theater company, like that's one aspect of it, but it's really about um, raising up artists with disabilities and removing the shame around that identity and affirming that these folks are worthy human beings and worthy artists who deserve to be center stage, who deserve to take the spotlight. Uh, so, you know, that, I think that's where that, that term disability affirmative uh, kind of originated.
0: So imperfect takes audiences on this journey of what it's like to go through an entire production with a theater company. And I really like that you made a film that shows the experiences of people with disabilities in the present, Because sometimes I think we put people with marginalized identities in the past. Like it's always this historical experience.
1: Exactly. And and the history is really important, right? And actually the disability rights history is not elevated in the same way that some other um, historical events of different marginalized communities uh, is is elevated. I, I think we were really inspired, you know, for lack of a better term, by uh, the film Crip Camp that was yeah. made last year and uh, should have won the Oscar. But, uh, uh, but you know, then I think we were, we've kind of likened our film as like, okay, Crip Camp was the history of how we got to where we are. And then this is a glimpse into, you know, like you said, what we're doing now and, um, and how it is for folks with disabilities to live and work and be creative in contemporary world. Why
0: should we stick in a cookie-cutter, child-friendly little box to make other people comfortable in their very small-minded view of what they think should be for disabled people? Oh yeah! And the film really strikes this unique balance to me of focusing on the challenges that folks face who live with disabilities, but also that there are people in the world with complex lives and romantic relationships and senses of humor, and I, I just wonder why that was important to share in this larger context of this story about a theater company. Yeah,
1: well, I think you know, identity politics is a big topic nowadays, right? And and it's so complex because on the one hand, you have um, people whose identities have often been pushed to the side or erased. Um, and so the response to that is to, you know, kind of lead with that identity uh, in, a, in an identity affirmative way and be prideful in that identity. Um, and yet there's also the risk of, it, such as for people with disabilities, that when you show up in the world, that's what you get pegged as. And it's only your disability and nothing else. You know, you're not that complex human being. And I think that's the experience of a lot of the people in this film um, that, you know, it becomes, uh, uh, people become wholly identified with their disability and, So I think I think our intention was not to diminish um, that aspect of identity. There are a lot of people in this film and in the disability community who are, uh, you know, kind of believe in um, identity first of saying, "Yes, I am a proud disabled artist." Uh, And then you have people that believe in, "I am a person with a disability." You know, I'm I'm much more complex. But I think in general, we wanted to highlight that these folks. They have disabilities, but they also are complex in all the other ways that any human is complex. Um, They have relationships, they have lives, they have work and vocation, and they have dreams and hopes and aspirations. It's just going to make it more interesting and more complex and, and, frankly, more raw and real. Like, you know, things like that we have in our film, little moments where, you know, people cuss or say things about their sexuality or, you know, and that's often like historically a little bit, um, you know, on behalf of the, the non-disabled community is something that sometimes they're uncomfortable with. And we thought it was really important to include those moments in the film. I'm ready to see some sexy disabled people on stage. Right? Aren't you? Uh, you know, again, you're seeing those sides that you often don't see, but are very real and very regular within the disability community.
0: And I, I, that really goes right into my next question, which is you are behind the camera, but you're in front of the camera as well, Reagan. And there's some really personal moments that you share. Um, I'm thinking about, you know, you break down and cry out of exhaustion in the midst of this process of putting this um, production on. But you also show us um, getting ready in the morning, stuff that's really personal to me. And I wonder, um, why did you choose or want to share those moments? I think that's really empowering,
1: like, you know, for us to show things that um, the disability community will be able to relate to in terms of like, oh, yeah, I use a wheelchair, too, and I get up in the morning and that's similar to my routine and, you know, um, but also those moments of self-doubt. Those are universal to the human experience. Uh, and so I think it was really important that in order to get a very honest look at just who we all are as human beings, um, you know, those are the moments that are not often not shown because of that fear of vulnerability. Um, but those are the most important moments cinematically and just in terms of this making an actual impact.
0: Something I think about in conversations with my friends and family members with disability is this idea of separate but equal. So oftentimes, folks with disabilities are relegated to something for them versus just integrating it into the world. Like I'm thinking about the opening of a restaurant where they're like, this place only employs people with disabilities. And my friends and family with disabilities are like, but we just want to work at the regular pizza place, right? So how does family work in that world? Because family is disability affirmative, but it also means it's creating a space just for folks with disabilities. How do you, I don't know, how do you balance that, Reagan?
1: It's been a really delicate balance over the years, to be honest. And there are times at which family has been accused of being exclusionary because it's not kind of integrated and welcoming of people without disabilities. Um, not not welcoming. We're welcoming of everybody. <laughs> sure, but sure. That, yeah, but that the opportunities are really there for um, artists with disabilities. And I think the way we've always answered those types of uh, uh, queries or accusations or whatever. Um, it's just to say, you know what, when we're seeing artists with disabilities represented at all the other theater companies across Denver, across the nation, then okay, then we will, you know, a family will start to offer up opportunities for those without disabilities. But until that happens, Um, you know, it's a very real thing that artists with disabilities are still denied those opportunities for a variety of reasons. You know, I, as a wheelchair user, it's not I don't think that my talent is not up to um, par when it comes to competing um, on the professional level. Uh, I mean, obviously, right now I'm I'm performing in a show in Washington D.C. with a number of other actors who don't have disabilities. Um, but it's often the the structures and um, and the the stigmas that that prevent artists with disabilities from getting those opportunities. So, um, so really, it's about. I think as one of my friends and family put it at one point, it's about protecting that space. It is a very sacred space. Theater is a th- sacred space in general for artists, but particularly family is a sacred space for artists with disabilities who don't get to go elsewhere and and get those same um, options.
0: So the title is Imperfect. It has me thinking about words that we use around disability and ability, normal, regular, Perfect. how we describe humans sometimes. Um, why was imperfect chosen as the title of this documentary?
1: I mean, hopefully this film, our intention was to upend a lot of expectations, right? And kind of turn them on their head. It and the title, I think, also is about embracing that which we often push away or don't want to admit, you know, um, which, again, the vulnerable moments in this film, I think, do that as well. Um, but it was saying, like, hey, there's actually some, uh, some power in admitting our imperfections and embracing our imperfections. Um, and that the imperfections or the disabilities or, you know, whatever we think, could potentially hold us back. Actually, sometimes become our greatest assets uh, in living creative lives and living full lives. And and that once you embrace that, yes, we are all imperfect. It's like we can all take a big sigh and be like, okay, great, phew. Okay, then we're all kind of we can connect to each other through that. We're all dealing with the same shit. So you know, let's uh, let's see see that in each other, and um, you know operate from a place of empathy as opposed to alienation
0: that is something that i took away from the film itself there was this moment where you're in rehearsals and one of your actors just just loses it she's just she's exhausted she's done and everybody stops
1: Let's take a five.
0: Thank, you, Thank you, And I was like, oh my God, the world could benefit from us being able to allow ourselves to do that in so many situations. It's not just folks with disabilities. It's everybody needs that space. And I was just so taken by that moment. I was like, man, this is where st- systems and structures all disappear. And you see, we just need to be able to have space to be people. And I loved that you showed that.
1: Exactly. And it's five minutes, right? Does yeah. It take five, you know, like how much is that really going to set us back? Um, <laughs> if anything, it's going to help us. Um, and again, admitting in that moment um, that, you know, there was there was that need for yeah. a little bit of space. Um, it was beautiful. Yeah. It was
0: beautiful. And I was just like, oh, I need that. How would you make the case that this film is for everyone? like not just for folks with disabilities or people who are connected to the disability community somehow. Yeah, I mean, I think uh, this film and, and a lot of
1: like Crip Camp did too. And, you know, um, a lot, there are a lot of people out there uh, artists with disabilities, change makers with disabilities, who are working to create a new paradigm around disability, you know, and not have it just consistently be as it has in the past, like stigmatized as. Um, Undesirable or uncomfortable. Um, And those are, you know, those come from a very primal place of disability often represents to those without disabilities, it represents vulnerability. It represents, you know, something that people are afraid of, of not having um, your body or your mind in what is presented to us as being, like, the optimal state Normal. of being, yes. right? As opposed to, oh, it is it is a different way of moving for, through the world, but that does not mean... Um, a uh, a diminished way of moving through the world. The first 20 years of my life, I did not have a disability. And then I was thrown into it after an accident. And suddenly this whole world opened up to me and I started realizing my own um, internalized ableism, you know, and the fears that I had from the outside world um, and then starting to forge my, my own path in that I hope that people... I hope that people, I mean, really, you can't help but (laughs) leave this film being like, ah, man, I love Lucy. I love Adam. I love Larice. I love Leonard. You know, and that's the first piece of getting over that hump of like, you know, Adam is not just his cerebral palsy. Lucy is not just her Parkinson's disease. Um, They are funny, interesting, quirky human beings that I just want to hang out with all the time. And um, I think other people will feel that way, too. And that's the first step of getting past all that other bullshit that gets in the way a lot of the
0: time. Well, Reagan, thank you so much for joining me. And and thanks for making a really wonderful film. I wanted more of it, honestly. I could have watched a, a director's cut that was three hours long. I was like, I want to follow these stories. I want to know more.
1: They're f- awesome. They're just, oh. Yeah, someday we'll do the 10-part uh
0: series that you can binge somewhere imperfect was accepted at this month's slam dance film festival which means you can stream it online at slamdance.com starting today january 27th you can get a pass to stream imperfect and every other film in the festival for just 10 bucks and here's what else is happening in denver today In This Is Why We Can't Have Nice Things news, the Children's Museum has decided to close for 10 days because, get this, some adults are refusing to wear masks in the building. According to Denverite, the Children's Museum sent out a press release stating, quote, we are sorry that the unacceptable behavior of others means you cannot enjoy the museum at this time. What is wrong with adults? (laughs) That's all for today here on CityCast Denver. If you enjoyed the show, why not take a minute to tell a friend about us, rate the show wherever you get your podcasts, and subscribe to our morning newsletter. We've got a roundup of local theater productions you should check out in the newsletter today, including Family's upcoming show, The Spitfire Grill. I'll drop a link to that in our show notes. And we'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye-bye. Starting today, you can watch imperfect online as, (laughs) sorry, (laughs) on the interwebs. Would you like to go to HTTP colon front slash front slash (laughs) forward slash forward slash.